Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 204. Welcome to our live audience. Welcome Voice Ed Radio Canada, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, and wherever you are consuming your podcasts, uh, including iTunes, happy to be on uh, show number 204. It is April 24th. Fifth here, April 25th. God, man, time is going quick. Um, 2022, and thank you so much, whether, again, you're watching live or listening on recording. Would love for you to jump in the show. Jump on, jump in. It's a live show, and that's uh, one of the things that makes us unique. So uh, sponsored today, it's sponsored by me. The show today is sponsored by me. I do want to highlight that my next book is out, Tales from the Hardwood. Uh, leadership lessons from my time on the court as a Division One official. Very pleased with the way the book came out, and I hope you are too. Many of you have reached out who have bought it or got it, and you know, a lot of great stories. Twelve different contributors, twelve different uh, men and women involved uh, in the project, and uh, so grateful for that. So check out Tales from the Hardwood. We are going to welcome in today's guest very soon, Miss Candy Gardner from Birmingham, Alabama. Love her accent. Love uh, um, uh, you know her, her just her kind nature. Uh, and Candy is a STEM coordinator. Candy is an AP Haleyville School District uh, down there in Alabama, and uh, we are going to meet her shortly. The opening concept: kindness, compassion, caring. The niceness, right? How do people notice that about other people? How do people notice that about you? So, again, we're going to meet Candy Gardner here in a moment. And uh, I ask pre-show questions. When we have guests here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, I ask pre-show questions. And I ask different questions. And one of them is, you know, who are some of your mentors and why, you know, what have they done for you? Or how, why do you admire them or things like that? And Candy, some of the words Candy used in there, blessed wonderful, give credit, grateful, both professionally and spiritually, teamwork, and more, right? I've met Candy in person, and she is a kind person, caring person, compassionate. But I'm just thinking about the words she used in describing her mentors and people who have influenced her life. Blessed, wonderful, give credit, grateful. She used the word grateful most uh, often in there. And those adjectives, right, I think describe a little bit about our personality, the kindness. So how do we as leaders, how do our kindness uh, uh, points come out, right? How can people see that kindness, that care in us? Is it our actions? Is it our vocabulary? Uh, is it a combination of it all? And, and that's the question, right? I think it's a combination of it all, but I am going to ask Candy that question. But those words jumped off the page at me, and I think it's important. Not only do we act intentionally to show kindness and compassion, but we do it in, in all of the things that, that make us school leaders, our, our emails, our voicemails, our, our interactions with others, right? Um, the way we treat people that we really get along with, the way we treat people that maybe we don't get along with. So enough of me talking. Let's bring Candy into this show, show number 204. And here she comes all the way from Haleyville, Alabama. Candy, welcome to the program. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Glad I'm thrilled. Yeah, thrilled to have you. It's been a while in the making here. And uh, uh, we've circled each other a few times. 
Candy, a uh, quick introduction of you and, and where the heck is Haleyville, Alabama? Well, it's a little, small, rural town about an hour north of Birmingham. So we're a town of uh, 3,500 people. Uh, I'm in a district of about 1,500 students in a high school about 500. Beautiful spot, and it's uh, the invention of 911. When I came there, what a beautiful trip, and, and I learned that that's where 911, the first call was made, right? Absolutely. History. Yeah. Candy, let's start with the opening concept, right? Those those words you used. Is that just something that happened natural or, you know, like, because you are a kind person, you are a kind, you know, what did you think of the opening concept uh, about what I said there? Well, I just think that, uh, you know, I have been blessed to have lots of great mentors in my life. And I, I tell students all the time and faculty, surround yourselves with people who make you better, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. And when you do that, it, it holds you accountable and helps you to strive to be that person. So um, I just think, you know, when we treat people that way, that positive energy, it, it comes back to us. It certainly does, and you emulate that, or you model that. Uh, Candy, we met at Case a couple years ago, and you and I did the demonstration about the seeds, and I gave you that apple. So I want you to tell me about how did that experience uh, impact you, and how are you planting seeds in your role as STEM coordinator as well as AP in Haleyville? Well, I knew when I heard the first words out of your mouth, Andrew, that I relate to your positive energy because I do think it's contagious. And so it was just so odd that you, out of all those people in the room, that I was the one that uh, got the ticket to come up and get the apple. I still have it. It sits in my office. But um, I, I think that I try to plant seeds daily, not just in students, but in faculty. So when I was a classroom teacher, I viewed that with looking at students and helping them reach their potential. And I get that same excitement when I see a teacher step out of their comfort zone and, and realize, oh, I can do something different in a new way, uh, in a different way. So I try to really plant the seeds by helping them see the great things and the great power they have by the job they do every day. I know you do, and I can tell that you do that just by watching your interactions uh, when I was down there in Haleyville. So what is actually your role? You're the STEM coordinator and the assistant principal juggling multiple things. Tell me about your role there. Um, well, I was hired to be the district STEM coordinator several years ago. I had um, had that role in a former system and, and had guided them through STEM certification through Cognia. And um, so I, I, I love that. I love that position. I love both. But I think I'll view both positions as an opportunity to help students see beyond our zip code. As I said earlier, we are in a very small, rural, uh, we have lots of struggling families in our community, and I want students to have as many opportunities as they can to be exposed to the world beyond where they live. And so that's my goal. And uh, for example, bringing you to uh, to Haleville, you know, inviting you to come, hearing you speak at a conference and thinking, wow, he's got a message for our faculty and I would love for them to hear him. So that's that's how I view it, is to look continually for things that I can bring into our system, bring into our community to help us see that there is a big, big world out there and we've all got a place to, to contribute. 
when you have a lot of passions and it was an honor for me to be there, but you're also a traveler. When you travel, uh, Candy, is that something that you're kind of like, ooh, there's a prop or ooh, I could tell this experience about being uh, somewhere. Is that something you look for when you travel? It is. And, and you know, I do help. I, I do view my position as helping teachers, but not just as a coaching teacher um, standpoint. I, I get into the classroom and do lessons. For example, what I find in a high school is that they are content specialists, but not mm -hmm. always fluid with um, managing different groups, and and which is what I'm trying to get us to to completely buy into. So I might be in a calculus class doing a, a conics presentation with Rice Krispie treats. And so if I'm traveling and I look around and I see things and I think, ooh, this could fit into so-and-so's history class. We could do this or we could partner with a, you know, with this with this company and make this happen. So absolutely. Nice, nice. Uh, Candy, as assistant principal, maybe in some tech positions, right? Sometimes people just Right. One of my concepts, like don't let people dump their dump trucks on you. But there's just negativity. Right. Whether people are just frustrated. Right. There sends, tends to be a negative association with the assistant principal position, whether, you know, dealing with kids getting in trouble or just just tough situations. How do you how do you kind of get through that negativity, work around it and avoid just all all negative stuff all the time? Well, First of all, I think you need to have a really good relationship. It helps to have a great relationship with your principal administrative. I do. I have great support. Um, and I, I tell teachers all the time, you know, when you're on aisle three of the grocery store, just remember that people on aisle two and aisle four are listening. So mm. flood everything. If I, if we fill our community with so many positive things from our school, then it leaves less time for the negative to creep in. And you know, I all, honesty is just the best best policy. You know, if we've got an issue, we just call a parent, call a student, have a meeting, and just I always try to keep in the forefront of every decision. I remember and try to help others remember that we're all wanting the best thing for this student or that student or this group of students. And I think when parents see that and you, they realize over a period of time that that's your heart, that's what you want. It. it cuts down on the negativity. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And you have such an authentic way about you. I mean, even if they're mad at you for a little bit, how can they, with that accent, how can they stay mad at you so long? <laughs> it was coming. The soft accent. I love the Southern accent. It just, it just it oozes kindness. I, I need to work on mine. <laughs> uh, Candy, you've been at this a while, right? You're not a rookie. But how do you continue to grow as a leader? What are some things that you're doing to continue to sharpen your saw? I just I just like change, Andrew. I like a challenge. And I, I, I've always been that way. I've taught in the elementary school. I spent the largest portion of my classroom time in the middle school, math and science um, areas. And then now I find myself in a high school. But I try to do something every year that gets me out of my comfort zone, something that I can learn from, be it a new conference, uh, presenting at a conference, um, taking a class, you know, just just any kind of change. And I challenge our teachers to do the same thing. And you have a workshop that you've been been giving and it's growing and you're presenting it more staff morale and, and student engagement through STEM activities. So give us a little preview. Give us a little, uh, you know, some of the tricks of the trade uh, about your presentation. Well, just 
you know, when you think about leading a building, um, like I said, I work with the absolute best team. I mean, they're just, they are super supportive. Any crazy idea that I come up with or any of us come up with, we're on board to help, you know, to help see it through. But I just think that um, when you, when you look at what our role is and what our job is and the overall picture, it's just a, a challenge to, to bring that real to kids. And so mm-hmm. we look at conferences that we attend, how we can um, reel that in, what we can do, how we can grow. For example, uh, this year I invited teachers to the best school year ever. And I went out and we asked alumni that we knew had beach houses. We said, you know, would you give back a weekend at your beach house to it to to a teacher from our school so the entire first semester we had these little tickets printed our superintendent i mean as i said i mentioned it to dr sutherland our superintendent she goes and has these cute tickets made so administrators would walk around all the buildings and if we saw a teacher up engaged one-on-one with the student or with a classroom of students they got a little note their name went in a box that the tickets tore off they get one piece we get one piece and so as we were getting out for Christmas, we drew a name of a teacher who got to go for a free weekend trip to the beach. And it, wow. you know, the great way for an alumni to give back yeah. and teachers to feel, you know, a little bit of pressure. Oh man, I want to, I want my name in that box as many times as possible. So just, just ideas like that is what I share in a workshop robotics how can i take a dash and dot robot and incorporate that into my history lesson or my art lesson so taking that stem mindset providing hands-on learning you know for students that's that's what it's all about so that's what the conference primarily yeah awesome that's a great idea candy a lot of times uh you know leaders right we have a faculty meeting and we we talk about engagement but then we don't model what those engagement activities look like. So how do you model those things through your presentation? Well, I don't, I'm not sure, Andrew, if you were at, uh, at class when we met at my session there, but I bring tons of things that I've used yeah. through the, for example, a book of um, jitter juice, first day jitters. You know, I bring that, I bring the jitter juice, I bring the cups. And we do you know, participate in how I would make that a reality in your school or in your classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, way up through the high school level, as I mentioned before in the pre-calculus class, um, things that I, I couldn't teach calculus, but I can teach you how to engage a student in your calculus class. And, you know, as an administrator, you don't have a whole, you know, you don't have a lot of time, you know that, to get into the classrooms and do that. But it is a goal of mine, and I really enjoy being with the students and watching teachers interact with students. So I want to show them how to do that and make it relevant. I love it, and uh, that's great stuff. I love the ideas there, hands-on. You yourself are going to be going to a conference also, right? That's what we do in the summer. We we grow, we we take that in. So what is your process, Candy, in terms of like, do you take notes? Are you, I love watching some people, they draw, are you an audio listener? Like how will you absorb that content and then go back and kind of sort through and say, all right, I like this, this, and this. How do you take in the content? I take it in by taking notes. 
first of all, I choose sessions. If I'm at a big conference that has multiple sessions, I think about which session would be most applicable to my school, where my environment, where I am, and then I take notes. And I'm immediately thinking of what can I do? How can this relate in my building? Mm. Again, when I heard you talk, this would be a great thing to take back. Several years ago, I was at a conference and I heard an astronaut by the name of Don Thomas speak. He had been in space to the space station four times. Oh, wow. I him afterwards and I said, you know, can you please come to see us? And so he did. And he came and spent two days on our campus with our students, with our faculty. Mm. Again, you know, wherever I am, what can we get from this and bring it back? to our kids, to our community, to help us grow. And Katie, how do you, how do you slow down, right? We get excited. Oh, I like this idea and I want to come back and start it and do it. And like, you're telling people and they weren't there, right? So they don't have your same excitement. Like, what do you choose to say? Well, this might work, or I'm going to hold this one maybe for a different time. How do you sort through what you're bringing? Because if you, if you go back on the first day of school and say, I went to a conference this summer, we're going to do A, B, and C, and D. They're going to, you know. So how do you how do you hit pause? How do you kind of cipher through what you're going to do with your staff? I think you you do have to carefully think about, you know, our teachers. I'm not sure how it is in New York, Andrew, but they are stressed. And, yeah. and COVID added a whole new level of that. So I'll give you a little bit of insight. When we were going through the STEM initiative here in Haleville, you know, we went through and took out desks and we ordered tables and, you know, so kids could collaborate better. And then a year later, here's COVID. And, you know, now we're saying you can't talk, you've got to wear a mask, you can't communicate. So I think that taking all of that into consideration, we do have to be mindful of what all our teachers are exposed to. And so I try to sit back and think, what is the most important thing that I want us to get? This school year, one thing that our superintendent does is we have an admin retreat right at the end of school and we, our entire admin team, 15 of us go and we stay together for three days. Oh, wow. And we really plan and you present your program and what your future plans are. And I think that's a good way because you have the opinions of your administrators that help you determine what you want to see happen in the new year. And I will also say we're big on turnaround training here as well. For example, I'm taking uh, 21 teachers in July to the Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta. Wow. And they will come back and in groups in their buildings because they're from the elementary, middle and high school, then they will do some turnaround training for the teachers in their building. So that gives them a voice in what they yeah. felt important, you know, to share. That is awesome. That's a great uh, idea. And I've heard great things about that training. Um, if you're watching the show live, feel free to jump in. Uh, again, Candy Gardner from Haleyville, um, Alabama. And you know, just warm, strong, dedicated. Uh, very impressed uh, with Candy and her leadership and her style. Candy, one of the things that got my attention in our pre-show meeting, right? Passion. We talked a little bit about your travel. You're going to be coming to New York here uh, this, this summer. Um, but I like this. You're passionate about helping people of all ages recognize their strengths and value. It brings me great joy to help others be successful and discover the importance of what they have to offer. And I specifically like that you wrote all ages, right? It's not just your students. It's not just the rookie teacher. It's not, you know, tell me about that passion of yours and kind of where does that come from? 
Well, I'm not sure where it comes from, but I think, you know, in the classroom, we hear teachers say all the time, a student will have that light bulb moment where all of a sudden they, you know, they've mastered a concept, they get it. And with teaching, especially when I started with the STEM initiative uh, in my, in the former district where I was before I came to Haleville even, you know, I would feel like teachers, as I was sharing things that I wanted them to try, I felt like they were like, oh my goodness, here she comes. I felt that same way, you know, a little bit. And it and to watch the transition from, oh my goodness, here she comes, to, oh, come here, I've got to show you this neat thing I'm doing in my room. And it's just such a um, an inspiration to see that transition, you know, and you just see it teacher after teacher, and it becomes um, it, it's it, it's contagious, you know, when people start doing new things. So this year, um, uh, our superintendent let us, we hired a STEM teacher for our middle school and one for our elementary. And just to see the things they're doing in their classrooms and posting on our STEAM page, it's so neat to see how that has transitioned over the last several years. That's so awesome. Great, great to hear that, creating curiosity, excitement. Uh, you've mentioned Dr. Sutherland a couple of times, you know, grateful to have met her down there. I know she's a mentor of yours. Uh, you mentioned your parents uh, in that. So tell me about some of the things you've learned from Dr. Sullivan, some of the things you've learned uh, from some of the mentors that you've been blessed to have in your life. Well, I think Dr. Sutherland in particular is just a, uh, she is very much a hands-on leader. You know, she, she knows what's going on in her district. She cares what's going on in her district, both parents and students and faculty. Yeah. The, the entire community. She's very involved in the community. And I think that as a, the way she presents that, that her, I think all of our administrative staff have that philosophy where our doors are open. And if you are, uh, if you come into our offices, the, the, unless we're having a private conversation, the door is open and we want to hear mm -hmm. from you. So I think that is the main thing that I have gained from, from her. And the, the unique thing about our relationship is you know, I'm a lot older than she is. And I babysat for her years and years ago when she was young. <laughs> it's been so neat to um, to come back to Haleville and see just her leadership and what a wonderful job she does. And I have I have really been blessed with good superintendents throughout my career. I really yeah. have. Yeah. It's inspiring. Uh, it how about your parents? You mentioned your parents in the pre-show and, and about that. What are some things that you take from them and, and put it into your role as a, as a school leader? Um, hard work. You know, yeah. my mom has passed away. My dad is still here and, um, you know, at an age where he needs me. And but yet he'll always say, no, I don't want to take you away from work. You know, he's very, very much a um, a hard worker and has instilled that in me, that 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 work ethic of, you know, just the grindstone. My husband is a great support. We've got two boys that we thoroughly enjoy and and we support each other. I was just sharing with you that my husband changed jobs this year after, you know, being with the company for 20 years and doing something different, left with great feelings for a previous company, but just stepped out and asked me one day, you know, do you think it's a good idea? And I said, I don't know, but I'll support you. you. So I think having those people in your life that trust you to, to trust your judgment, it's so important. Yeah. 
and, we, and, yeah, we have to rely on them. And uh, that's great uh, that, that he did that and is on a different journey. Um, you mentioned the word leadership, Candy. I, I just wrapped up teaching another course of teachers getting their administrative degree. And we ended with, like, what is leadership? What are the characteristics of leadership? What are the most important characteristics? So I'll pose that question to you characteristics, skills, strategies. What would you say are some of the, some of the top, you know, leadership strategies or characteristics, uh, you know, for school leaders today? Well, I think the main thing for a school leader is to, um, to avoid chaos. You posted something on your Facebook page that I loved. I shared it on mine, yeah. but, but I think that's true. I think that your, your parents, your, your faculty, your students, they need to feel like that you have it under control. Even when things may, to you, feel like they're spiraling, you know, on a, on a downward spiral on some days. But I just think that's, that's key um, to, to calm the chaos. Uh, communication, I, I think of all the characteristics of a leader, honest communication is number one. Yeah. You know, found very few situations that I could not sit down and have a voice that's reasonable. And, and even, you know, you take the most upset parent. And if you can just remember that you are dealing with the apple of their eye, you know, and that you, you both want the same thing. And, and most times that, that honesty will win in that situation. So that is my most important characteristic. And I'm glad you saw the, the thing about it. it's absorb chaos, create calm, and provide hope. And I'll send you a copy of the latest book. But uh, that came from the national coordinator of basketball officials. And it has resonated with school leaders. It really, uh, you know, it's really something. So that caught your attention. I loved it. it. I mean, I just thought that you just preach because that is that is key. Yeah, and it is, right? And it, and it touches on so many things. Um that, that we do as school leaders. So, Kenny, we mentioned about traveling um, and you're coming to New York. You're going to spend some time in Long Island, New York City. Uh, right. What is it about travel that, that gets your you know, attention? And, and tell me some of the cool places you've been. Well, you know, I think there's just a thousand ways to live this life and each one gets a second look. You know, I just when I get somewhere, I think I wonder what it would be like to live there, you know, and. <laughs> And you just learn so much from different culture. I think it helps you appreciate um, the differences that we that we face. And even in small rural Alabama now, we have lots of different cultures, you know. And and I think travel helps us to appreciate those differences. Um, some of my favorite places. Let's see. In the United States, I would have to say my favorite is Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I love the Yellowstone area, Teton National Park. My family's mm. outdoor people. We like to hike and be dirty and um, and just be in nature. We love that. So that's my favorite. Although there's tons of places that I love. I love the city as well. Been to New York several times. I'm looking forward to going back. Um, but uh, Italy is probably my favorite place internationally mm. visited so far. But, um, yeah, I love travel. How do you blend the Southern accent and the Italian accent? <laughs> <laughs> My husband bought me a book about learning Italian, and I told him after the first week, I said, I just do not think this this rolling 
I don't think it's going to go well with the Southern accent. <laughs> well, certainly the food and the kindness and the passion uh, go with it. But uh, yeah, Italy is a beautiful place. My daughter, 16, we're going to be going uh, next year together. So uh, uh, I share that love uh, with you as well. Cool. cool. Candy, um, we're wrapping up this school year. I know you guys finished a little earlier than, than we do. You know, we mentioned the word hope. What is it that you hope for moving forward? Um, I just hope that our um, school year can just return completely back to normal. You know, at the, uh, at the beginning of this school, still a little bit, you know, in the COVID um, realm with masks and temperature checks. And that has been a lot more relaxed over the last few months. So I'm hoping in the fall we can start back uh, and continue to close those learning gaps that we've all experienced over the course of these last two or three years. Um, and just continue to watch students grow and uh, graduate and, and do neat things. That's one of my favorite things about the jobs that we have is that you have the ability to play a part in shaping a young person. I tell teachers all the time that, you know, we're like actors and actresses without Hollywood salaries. You know, <laughs> you want your kids to be engaged, you've got to be, uh, you've got to provide that environment for them. But then you get to watch as they, as they grow and develop. So that is my hope is that we will get to continue to do that without a mask and, and be healthy in the, in the year moving forward. Yeah. And we, who knows if this thing is going to cycle back. And we uh, had our first uh, positive here recently in, in months, really, we haven't had it in a while. So it's, uh, but yeah, fingers crossed. Katie, how about something that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask you? Well, let's see. Uh, I wanted to ask, I wanted to talk about school in New York. Mm. After you visit all over the, the United States and beyond. So after visiting here, what were you know what what were some similarities from our school to yours and what were some differences yeah you know I, I, thank you for putting me in the show it is it, I, like you traveling right i just i was on the oregon coast recently and got to see the beautiful pacific ocean and whether it's or as you say Haleville, you say it like louisville but Haleville, um whether it's new england whether it's you know uh, colorado right what I found is it's the similarities that we are going through. Kids are kids, no matter where they are. Teachers, uh, amazing teachers, struggling teachers, tired teachers. It was the similarities um, that really stuck out. You had uh, passionate, outgoing educators, more introverted people. Um, and that's really what it is, no matter where we are, there is a similar struggle. There is a similar reward, as you just talked about, seeing um, your students grow. I just met a mom today, right? I had her daughter as a student. She's going to have her first baby this week. Like, wow, your, your kid who is a little freshman, you know, how it was eight, nine years ago. Here she is. So it's more the similarities. Sure, there's cultural differences, Candy, right? We joke about the accent and uh, like we would never have our opening day here in New York in a church. Uh, but, you know, those little things jump out at you. Um, but it's the similarities that I would say that bring us closer together. True. So. Yeah. yeah. But those rewards, right? The, 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 the relationships with the people. And uh, I could just sense the pride in you and your community. And 
along with Dr. Sutherland. It was a great thing. And then you sent me that beautiful gift of the, the 911 commemorative thing that your kids made in the workshop. So yes. it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best, uh, Candy. We got a few more rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, and, and again, Candy, I'm going to ask you when we end, but uh, you know, uh, tell me about the workshop. If people are interested in booking you for the workshop, uh, how, how can they go about doing that? I just posted a flyer on Twitter, and um, my Twitter handle is Garner at Garner Candy, and okay. so it's on there. Sure, it's uh, they can email me at uh, candygarner55 at yahoo.com, um, and I would be happy to set something up. Yeah, and when when the show is over, Candy, I think you can put it in the chat uh, there. We'll make an attachment here. Um, cause I'm curious about that and people need that. People need that engagement. They want those tricks. So I think it's very valuable, uh, for them. All right, let's get rolling candy. I know things are a little slower in the South, but this is rapid fire. This is you're in New York city. Let's move quick answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Last book you read. Smart women finish rich by David Bach. Last movie you saw. Uh, in a theater, it was the chosen. The Chosen, okay. Favorite dish? Homemade ice cream. You already mentioned favorite place to travel. So let me tell you, what, what, when you traveled to Italy, what was your favorite spot? Ooh, um, my favorite spot was, um, oh, that's tough. Uh, Rome, Rome. Oh, yeah. The whole city you, of Rome. Just the, the ancient, just walking through it, just the whole city of Rome. The Coliseum looks like it's fake, right? Like, what is this thing doing here? <laughs> Blue day. I, I can't even pick a spot, but Rome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is a journal or a blog you subscribe to? Andrew Murata. Surviving and thriving. When, gonna... when are you going to write a guest blog then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go. Maybe do some STEM uh, tricks, some STEM techniques, but the invitation is there. Um Monday's got a lot of feedback. People like that airtight compartments. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite stress reliever? Sun, sand, and a book. Mm, nice. A pet peeve of yours. We talked about some passions, but what's something that gets under your skin? Uh, late. You were twenty minutes. You were twenty minutes early for the show. <laughs> Make it uh, what are two recent victories of yours? Uh, I was recognized in 2021 as the University of Alabama's Outstanding Educator. So that was a victory, and um, that was a surprise. It was a great surprise. Um, and getting my son back closer to home was a victory for me. I know you have mixed feelings on that, but it's always nice to have him close to you. Uh, at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel? Uh, industrious if the weather is pretty and lazy if it's stormy. Isn't that funny, right? Like if you don't want to go outside and cuddle in with a nice warm blanket or something. Yeah. I believe in we create our own weather, but that's so true on Saturday morning. That's a great answer. Uh, best purchase under $100 that has had a great impact on your life? Um, Alexa. <laughs> Good answer. Describe to our wide audience what hotter than Hades means. It means hotter than hell. You warned me as I'm coming down. It's hotter than age. So what, what the heck is that? <laughs> it was pretty hot, I got to say. What's your favorite place in Alabama? 
uh, my backyard. Oh, that's nice. If I were to visit your hometown, and I, and I did, I know we didn't get a chance to go out, but where would you take me? If I were bringing somebody for the first time to Haleville, I would take you to the school and give you a tour of the school. Yeah. And it was beautiful. I mean, really, you had a, a range of different buildings. What a beautiful campus, the signage. It really was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. One thing you love about Haleyville is? The school and community spirit. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been the different systems, and I just don't think you can beat it anywhere. And Dr. Holly uh, really got her thumb on it. She's, she's a great uh, representation for you. How many candy jokes do you get regarding your first name? More than I can count. And I think... <laughs> My real name is Candace. I'm not sure what my daddy was thinking that candy would sound good when you're 50. But anyway, that, you know, <laughs> it works for the first time. There is another candy on our admin team. So that's okay. First right. worked with people, somebody. people like candy. Uh, something about candy garden that people do not know about. Um, I had a major surgery in 2010 in Philadelphia for a rare syndrome, but I'm great now. But Wow. Hope everything works out for you. Good. Candy, you mentioned about, um, you know, how people can get in touch with you. You gave your email. Uh, and again, I would definitely recommend you check it out. Candy, I hope you post it uh, in the chat here when we're done. And I would love for you, Candy, to write something about creating that engagement. Maybe offer some tips in the blog and then uh, we would help get that flyer out for you. Candy, you dropped a lot of uh, wonderful sayings, uh, knowledge today, uh, advice, passion. What is a quote that you want to end with? I love group work and kids working together. So my favorite quote for classrooms is collaboration is the ideas that never existed until after everyone entered the room. Wow. Say that one more time. Collaboration, the ideas that never existed until after everyone entered the room. Candy Gardner, everyone from Haleyville, Alabama. Uh, she'll be at, at Case here. I don't, she's not presenting uh, this year, but um, again, uh, Candy, give that email one more time. CandyGarner55 at yahoo.com. All right. And we appreciate Candy being on. Uh, certainly a shout out to Dr. Holly and all the great uh, admin and teachers and staff down there at Haleyville. It was an honor to be with you couple years ago and uh, appreciate candy you coming on uh, show number 204 here thank you for having me yeah i enjoyed it and uh, again candy gardner if i can help you in any way don't hesitate to reach out at andrew Murata 21 on twitter uh, this was show number 204 leave us a positive uh review leave us a, a comment afterwards even if you're listening to the show afterwards you can do that uh, and certainly check out what candy's got going on with her presentation and Check out the great things at Haleyville. The website was uh, uh, beautiful as well. So we're going to sign off here. Uh, show number 204. Uh, keep surviving and thriving, everyone, and uh, keep rolling. Thank you very much. Candy, stay on the line a minute.